Good. Welcome back to Fuse. Are we excited to be back in school? Really? Okay, okay, okay. I hear you. Still just trying to find my spot in my Bible here. Okay, so we're switching it up. I know it's like, uh, we're supposed to be singing songs right now. Um, we are switching it up. And uh, we're going to invite the band up here in a little bit. I just want to give you just a little brief message. Um, we're doing a series called Me, Myself, and iPhone. Um, quick question. Who in here, um, like you have a device of some sort? Okay, awesome. So we've got, we've got screens of multiple kinds. Who got a screen of some kind for Christmas? A phone or a... I know, I know. There's lots of things that are not screens, and that's not what I'm asking you about. I'm saying, like, I got a Nintendo Switch, or maybe you got an Xbox or a PS5 or something that's technically a screen because you're going to play video games then. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So the biggest difference between my generation, because I'm 39 years old and one foot in the grave, apparently, when you guys talk about it, um, I'm 39, and the biggest difference between how old are you? Just out, one, two, three, yell it. I heard someone over here say 23, and you're a liar. Yeah, two. You act like toddlers sometimes, but the biggest difference between my generation and your generation by far is the technology. Because at y'all's point in life, like when I, when I was your age, there wasn't a cell phone happening in my world. It was just kind of like you had to, you had to go home. In fact, we, if we were going to receive phone calls, we had to actually go to something on the, the wall. It was nailed into the wall called a telephone, and it had a wire on it and everything. It was ooh, it's tough, tough times, guys. Um, and so that's the biggest kind of difference, I think, because I think about everything, right? The football, still football. Um, sorry, TCU. God, that's awful. As a Buckeye fan, sorry, Buckeyes. I know, I know. Did anyone watch those uh, semifinal games where at least Michigan lost? That's good news, right? At least Michigan lost. Okay, so I want to ask you, I want to ask you, um, go Buckeyes. Um, so there's a couple different pieces of technology that came out like before you were born. Um, and then there's some technology that you were kind of like handed at a very young age. And I'm just kind of, I want to catch us up on the timeline of when all this showed up in our world. So does anyone think they can guess when the, the PC, the personal commute computer, was like invented and handed to the public? Just yell it out. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. That was a bad idea. That was a bad idea. <laughs> I've had better ideas. Eli, you raise your hand. That's not how this game works. So that's horseshoes and hand grenades. Go, just say it. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so the answer is 1974 was the first personal computer. Now, now we're going we're gonna to scoot off the timeline a little bit. When, when do you think the internet was introduced? Braden. 94. We're going forwards, not backwards. Okay. So here's actually, let me just, I, I don't know if the schools are doing this for you guys, so I'm going to do it for you. I'm just going to give you the best education possible. We're going to kick off 2023. 
Raising your hand is saying, I have an answer that I would like to then deliver to you. Um, and sometimes you guys raise your hand, you're like, um, so if I was to really think about it, and I was really kind of rattling around in my head, I was just like, the answer, man, just the answer is right there. So one, one more person over here. Yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, 1990s. 1990s? 90s. Not a decade, a year. So it was 1983. It was a good year. It was a good year, guys, 1983. Okay. The internet was brought into the... Now, all of us who were born in the 80s did not receive the internet, right, at large. We didn't receive PCs in 74. Uh, but then the next thing, let's take a step. Let's, let's, let's ask when the iPod was... When do you think the iPod was introduced? Should have taken the iPod. 98? Again, I expect you to have an answer. 2001, 2001, it is, uh, what's the answer? It's 2001, way to go front row, front row left side, Brayden you're on fire tonight, okay, just want to recognize that, all right, so then we're going to take another step, some of you are going to, this is like semi-recent history for the adults, uh, because we remember this next moment, the iPhone, <laughs> so close. There it is. 2007. Um, adults, do you remember when the iPhone was announced? Oh my gosh, it's revolutionary. Do you remember who the first person that you knew that had one was? And you're like, why are you so much richer than me? It was like crazy. It was crazy. So yeah, 2007. And then something I see in y'all's ears all the time, AirPods. Okay, AirPods. I feel like we all know it. I feel like maybe because I'm kind of hearing. Let's all, on the count of three. One, two, three. Still a bad idea. It's every time. It's every time it's a bad idea. 2016. Who had it right? Who just lied about having it right? Yeah, yeah, that tracks. Okay, so, <laughs> so um, why, why would I want to do a series on screens, phones, technology, the internet, and all that kind of stuff? Let me do a little bit of research, as I love to do so much. I kind of just like to pepper you guys with questions. I've had some of you talk about how you love that interaction, so I'm going to expect some of that from you. This is one of those, like, in an organized fashion, where I raise my hand with a pre-prepared answer that I'm ready to deliver. Um, who would just, and you're not having to answer anything out loud, who's like, ah, we're doing a, a series about phones? I don't know about this one. Is this where an old person tells me to not be on screens all the time? Is anyone feeling any sort of trepidation about that right now? Yeah, excellent. Yes, me. Get off my lawn, boomer. I'm not a boomer. I'm a Gen Xer. Um, some would say I'm a millennial. I reject that. Um, so the, uh, the idea about a series on screens, let me ask you this. Again, a little more research. Um, how many of you, oh, this is where I get a little nerve-wracking. How many of you receive regular like sermons at home from your parents or your grandparents or your aunts and uncles about, you're just on your phone all the time. And blah. Anyone get that from time to time? Kipton, put your hand down. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. 
How many of you resent it when you're told to put your phones down and to be on your screens less and less? Like you resent it. Like you're like, no, I want to be on my, I want, leave me alone. Okay. All right. Okay. More research. More research. This is fun for me. Who is uh, like has at least one social media profile? Could be Instagram. Could be Snapchat. Could be TikTok. Could be Be Real. Anyone on Be Real? I think it sucks. I'm out. I deleted it. <laughs> it sucks. It's stupid. Um, okay. So who's on TikTok? Who's <laughs> just like celebrating? Uh, who's on Instagram? Who's on Facebook? <laughs> oh, that's the moment I needed in my life. I'm on Facebook. And my mom likes my posts. Okay. Actually, she slides it over. Love, heart. So um, anyone on, what am, I, what am I forgetting? Snapchat? Yeah, YouTube. Okay, we'll get there. Snapchat? Someone said, Mark, you need to get a Snapchat. And I said, I don't think that's a good look for a youth minister. Just got to be honest. Just don't want it. YouTube, who's, who's um, <laughs> MySpace? I tried to log on to my MySpace because I heard a celebrity bought it and was going to bring it back. I don't know if that's true or not. We'll see. We'll chat later. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you, YouTube. Okay, YouTube. You have a username. Not just like I get on the app and I start surfing, but I don't have... So, who... Do you comment on YouTube? Do you comment on videos? I, I think I've left three comments total in my entire life on YouTube. That's interesting. Just not very social for me. Am I forgetting anything else? Be real? Did I say that already? I did. What else? What else am I forgetting? What are we on? Did you just say Tinder? Who said that? (laughs) Heavenly Father, we just need you right now. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Get your Bibles. (sighs) Okay. Now, why are we doing... A series on screens. Seriously, why are we doing a series on screens? I want to answer this question very carefully because, listen with me, listen with me, because I I want to make sure you know that this is not me saying, like, I'm not going to do that for the next three weeks. In fact, um, I have a phone myself, right? I enjoy... (laughs) You guys came with a different energy in 23, okay? I, movies are like my favorite hobby on this planet. So like for sure, I'm watching at least a couple different kinds of movies or something like that. I love movies, TV shows. Like I am known to binge Netflix shows from time to time. This is not me here to say like, you need to get rid of all those things this year. That's not new me, new year, new me. This is not what I'm, what I'm after. Here's what I am after. You can put your hand down um, because I'm just not interested right now. Um, I'm not against phones, I'm not against social media, but I do want to ask you guys um, to consider like the question, are you willing to accept some uh, wisdom from someone who has lived a little bit longer than you on the topic because, okay, dot, 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 this is a long question, because there are dangers of social media, there are dangers of devices and screens and the internet. 
Is that, is that a fair question? Are you willing to accept the wisdom? You don't even have to raise your hand or whatever. But just kind of, I just want you to posture yourself a certain kind of way. Because here's the thing. I know that what happens in most cases is you did something wrong, I'm going to take away your phone. Or right, like you're always on your phone. Or we're at dinner, put your phone away. Or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. I get it. I get it. But here's the thing what I've, what I've learned. Because I'm 39, I have three kids of my own. And I kind of see things from, from both sides. I remember what it was like to be not just a teenager, but specifically like an older teenager getting ready to leave. And every time my parents were like, yeah, which I'm not saying they, they didn't do that a lot or whatever. But when they did, it was like, ah, like I can make my decisions. Leave me alone. I had a, uh, a parent uh, from some, another state, uh, just some friends from another state, um, tell me that, that one of the things your kid said was like, let me make my own mistakes. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. She knows she's making a mistake. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that's new for me, you know. But I am aware that this can be difficult. Um, but the reason we're doing the, the series on the screens is because there's two stats that shake me, okay? The first stat, um, before, I, before I just put it up there real quick, um, does anyone know what the average like screen time for a 13 to 18-year-old is? Just take a stab at it. You, you're being on fire. Let's, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to hear Braden because you need to go pick me up a lottery ticket tonight. Just kidding. Six, he says six. Who's, who thinks that's low? Who thinks that's high? Okay, so, okay, th- throw some numbers at me. 10, 10, 14? 10 or 14, I don't think you guys understand how numbers work. Like, those are on the timeline. They're not next to each other, okay? 8, okay? Se- huh? I thought you said, I, th- I heard 27. I was like, I don't know that you don't understand how days work. Um, so, 7 hours... Actually, seven plus hours. I've heard. Um, I've heard kind of ranging. Now, here's what's interesting. The stats show that the people who. Um, so I do a lot of like research and I look up surveys and things like that and stats. And so there's a group of people that like would say like so that seems really long, a lot of hours, but they usually test out as not being on their phones. It's like, well, that makes sense. And then there's some other people that are like, oh, I'm on my phone way more than that, you know, seven hours a day. Now, who, just raise your hand if you're like, that seems like a lot. That seems like a lot. Now, you may actually, like, you should pull up your screen time at some point, like, and it always hits on Sunday morning, doesn't it? Like, that, like, thing pops up on your phone, and I'm like, I don't want to see that. Um, So... Just, you should maybe track that, maybe not right now, but, but track it, because maybe you'd see, like, oh, I spent 14 hours on my screens, you know, like, it's just, it is, it is what it is, and then to kind of see, like, your, your usage. Now, here's the second stat that shakes me, and it, actually, this is really the reason that this whole series exists, and that's this. 60% of Gen Z, that's you, believe that their generation as a whole spends too much time on screens. So here's what that says. That says that you guys are aware that it can be a danger. Now, I want you to track with me. No more joking, okay? Like, seriously. The truth is that sometimes students of any generation, teenagers have always got a bad rap. It doesn't matter what generation, right? It, it doesn't matter what year. Teenagers always get a bad rap. But the truth is this generation 
is the first generation that y'all are called like digital natives. Y'all were like handed the internet as babies and like you're chewing on the phone and then eventually you like you learned, you know what I mean? I remember one time like I handed my kids a book and my kids did this. They're like, I can't see it. And they did this and they were trying to zoom in. I was like, these kids are built different. <laughs> this, is, this is something else. And um, anyone done that before? No? Just my kids, some special. So I, I know, based on the research, there's a, there's, um, it's not just an inkling of hope. Here, I think it's a bright spot because y'all are aware of something, track with me, that parents, grandparents, teachers, small group pastors, right, tell, you guys don't even know. The amount of times that y'all are told, like, you don't even know. And we've said here, right, this is a safe space for you to ask hard questions, to express some of those pains and some of those anxieties and stuff like that. Um, and even if you just need to unload and just say, I've had a bad day because someone crawled down my throat because I was on my phone too much or I didn't blah, 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 blah. Like, we get it. We get it. But your generation sees it. Your generation sees it and sees that it's potentially harmful. Now, there's lots of great I love screens. Like, I love the internet. I mean, honestly, the internet, like, if that was around, I would have been a lot better off as a student if I was able to just go get online and, like, do some, some research. I had to go to a lobby, a lobby, a library, and I had to go find the book. I didn't know how to use a Dewey Decimal System. Like, that, things were different. Like, just pull up my phone and just look some stuff up. It's, it's, it's incredible. I have friends. So I've moved around a lot as, as not just a child, a teenager, but as an adult, and so a lot of my best friends in this world are living in other states, and technology affords me the ability to connect with them on a daily basis, right? That's incredible. We get to talk to our parents, right? And our kids get to talk to their grandparents at the click of a button. Hear me. I love technology. But the dangers are pretty there. They're pretty, they're pretty apparent, Okay, because it's not just, I hear a lot of people talk, in fact, here's the deal, I actually, um, I, I, I took, I did a little survey on social media, again, not against social media, um, but I asked a group of people, like, what's the one thing that you want your teenager to know about social media, and I've got, I've got pages, um, so I'm just going to pick a couple, this, this funny one right here, they have the devil, Bobby Boucher, if you've ever watched Waterboy, you know where that, yep, LSU, there it is, or LSU, excuse me, Louisiana, 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 my bad. UL, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> he got offended. Did you guys see that? All right. Okay, that everyone is not who they say they are. The danger of engaging with people that you really don't know, fake profiles, all that. Your phone's de uh, designed to keep your attention. Back in the day, it was magazines, commercials, now everything's done uh, for instant gratification. Um, this is a, a real-life story I heard from a friend in Ohio. Uh, everything put into the Internet tax... You good? I get it, but, yeah. Um, so everything put into the Internet and uh, chat groups has real-life consequences. A uh, boy on my son's basketball team just got expelled from the entire season from calling a group of girls a questionable name in a group chat. One of the moms uh, reported it, and the boy got expelled from the travel team that he worked so hard to earn a spot on. Okay. By the way, there's plenty of those stories going on right here. Right? I've heard those stories here as well. Um, that your phone is not an alternative to reality. 
Um, there's, you can't just get the same kind of thing relationship-wise. How easily we can get sucked into a bad relationship through the device. Um, someone said this, it's a good thing that we didn't record our youth minister doing funny antics back in the day. That was someone from about 15 years ago talking about me. Um, your attention's being sold to every advertiser out there. Someone else said, um, your, uh, your phone is designed like a slot machine at a casino. They're created to keep you gambling for hours and hours long past the, you're intended to stay. There's more, um, but here's, here's the thing. What we have learned is that some of these uh, companies that run our technology have nefarious motives. And there are some things happening that hurt children, that hurt students. And then... Beyond all that, because it's very easy for me to say, well, there's people out there trying to steal children. And you're like, okay, probably not me. The truth is, those people are out there. But even worse, here's what we're learning, okay? Here's what we're learning, that, that social media, I'm not throwing shade at you if you're on social media, I'm on social media, but your generation is particularly vulnerable to anxiety and depression because of the comparison, because of the back and forth, because why is it my life look like that? And I even, so I pulled some more research. I wanted to show you guys. This is what I find is incredibly interesting. And if you're in here and you're saying, I don't have a device, I'm not on social media, this talk isn't for me, can I just help you understand that what I'm about to show you, I'm telling you something that you need to know for your next stage of life because it's worse for them. Okay? This isn't trying to scare you. I'm just trying to tell you they're more vulnerable. Here's what's interesting. group of people were asked um, if you always or usually feel one of the following emotions on social media. There's two groups of people, 13 to 17-year-olds. Who's in that? 13 to 17. And then 18 to 21. Maybe like a couple of you, right? Um, So critical of myself The young ones are 29, but the 18 to 21s are 40. I want you to track with me here. Um, Insecure. I feel insecure when I'm on social media. The young ones, 13 to 17, 21. The older ones, um, I'm sorry, 13 to 17. 18 to 21 is 37%. Went from 21 to 37. So here's what we're learning, okay? So the same thing happened with isolated. Meaning that you may not have an issue right now, but you might in the future. And this is one of those moments. I can guarantee you, like, not everyone in here has a device. And awesome. Not everyone in here has social media. Awesome. This isn't some comparison of who has what and who doesn't. Here's what I'm asking. Would you consider that there's some dangers out there with what we do with our screens? I would say that there's some dangers if you're not on social media and all if you're doing... All you're doing is kind of watching, you're streaming, you're listening, you're whatever, but it jumps a lot higher with social media. We'll talk more about that later, Um, but here's why I bring it all up, okay? Because there's good and there's bad, right? There's This series is different, and this is probably not going to seem like sermons, which maybe you're like, awesome, that's great, because I could use one less sermon, there are things in your life that are like always bad for you. Like what's something in your life that's always bad for you? Drugs, right? There's the only, this is recorded, be careful, Mark. Um, The only selfish positive thing is like I get to 
escape. But it's so risky and it's so stupid and it's like shouldn't happen. It's illegal. All these things. The cons far outweigh that little selfish thing that we want to, to happen. So hear me, always bad for your drugs. It's awesome. So like something that we could say, maybe some of you are thinking like, candy? And the thing is, is like candy is never going to be good for you. But if you eat it, is it like if you eat like a bag of Skittles once every six months, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. If you eat Skittles breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 365 days, you are not going to exist at the end of those 365 days, right? You're going to turn into a blueberry like Willy Wonka, right? Um, so there's things that are always good for you. I don't know that, like, vegetables, like a life of living, like, I have a vegetable diet or whatever, that I would ever have any negative consequence. Maybe the dietitians is going, well, you need a little bit of this. I'm just saying, vegetables are good for you, Right? You may not love them, but they're good for you. But there's these things in between. Like, is it a sin to go home and watch Netflix? And some of you are like, well, some of the things I watch, maybe. Is it a sin to play video games? Is it a sin to, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, is it a sin to sleep in on Christmas break? No, of course not. Of course not. And you should. But if you make a life out of Netflix, out of sleeping in, right? If you are always lazy, if you're always eating candy, if you're all... Do you understand what I'm saying here? Here's what I'm getting at. This series is a little more difficult because what we're not doing is we're saying, Jesus had something to say about your cell phone, like, because he didn't. But he does have something to say about the things that we're involved in that are good or bad or somewhere in between, Okay, and specifically Paul has this one moment, this one verse, it's all we're going to do tonight in 1 Corinthians 6, 12. He's going to say this, and this is going to rock some of your worlds. I want you to, um, to maybe jot it down or take a picture of it. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Right? Are video games bad? No. If you make a life out of living in your mom's basement when you're 56 years old playing video games, yikes, yikes. That's not that bad. You're in middle school. Um, you will learn <laughs> later down the road. <laughs> hey, ladies, is that good? No. There you go. All right. So <laughs> all things are, no, all things are lawful for me. It's not illegal to be on social media. It's not illegal to be on social media seven whole hours a day. But is it possible that it's not beneficial for you? Is it possible that it might be distracting you from other things? Now, if you're, if you're smart enough to kind of back away from the screen conversation, because I really want you to, some of you are like expert level thinkers, and I, I want you to track with me. This verse right here can apply to anything. It can apply to anything. It can apply to your friendships. It can apply to your entertainment choices. It can apply to your college choices. It can apply to your relationship choices, the person you marry one day. It could affect everything. It could affect the way that you study or don't study or decide to cheat or not cheat, right? The kind of person you are when no one's looking. Like, I can do whatever I want when no one's looking. But is it 
beneficial for me? And does it bring me closer to God? Some things are bad for you. Some things are only healthy. But the things in the middle like sports, grades, friends, relationships, they can all become idols. And so here's, here's my question. This is just the last question. I'm kind of introducing a thought um, is, is who's in control? Who's in control? Now, this is where I want you to think just a little more about your relationship with God. Now, you may be here, and maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you're just like, uh, I'm kind of checking this whole thing out. I'm not really sure. Totally okay. But some of you have, like, given your life to Jesus, and you would say you're a Christian. You would say you're a bought-in believer in Christ. And what we would say is that, man, we have given our lives to Christ. Some of us have said, like, I'm just trying to go to heaven, right? So I'm trying to pray the prayer, get baptized, and I can live however I want. Does that sound like a Christian to you? No. No, what I'm talking about right here is if you're a Christian, you're like, no, 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 like Jesus is king in my life, and so he gets choice, right? He gets to decide what's beneficial for me. So we live in a culture, we live in a world that says, like, you get to decide what your truth is. And here's what Jesus says. (laughs) I actually created the world. And I'll to help you understand what's beneficial for you. And if you think Skittles, breakfast, lunch, and dinner is beneficial, I mean, I don't have to tell you. You're going to find out in 12 months solid, right? You're going to find out. And here's what's, here's what's happening. All of this research, all of, check it out, all of our experience, okay? So, again, older than you, I'm not trying to say... I would never, ever, like, look at you and say you're stupid or you're ignorant or whatever. Here's what I can tell you. I have some experience you don't have, okay? And if you pour yourself into uh, social media, if you pour yourself into just, like, kind of just mindlessly scrolling, it's not helpful. It's not beneficial. It's not pouring you into a relationship with God. And after all, if we're Christians... What is the one thing that we ought to be doing? We ought to be giving our lives to Jesus over and over and over, asking him what he wants for our days, what he wants for our plans, what he wants for our purpose. And then we find that out, and then we walk that out, rather than, well, it sure seems like I can do whatever I want with my phone, because it's not illegal for me to do this. It's not wrong. No one's going to catch me if no one's looking, right? But the thing is, is it beneficial and who's in control. So the things that I want to talk about over the next couple weeks are just helping ourselves with some boundaries in this area. Last thing I'll say. It's very easy for a guy like me to say, I think you should live your lives like this because that's what the Bible says. And here's what I've learned. Um, I can't make you believe anything. I can't make you live a certain way. Right? Your parents can't make you believe something. They can't make you live a certain way. But here's, here's I'm not after like changing what you believe. Okay? I, I just want you to, I want to point you at Jesus and I want to say, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that one day Jesus is going to come back and our eyes are all going to be opened. Our knees are all going to be bowed down to him and our tongues are all going to confess that he's Jesus, that he's Lord and all that kind of stuff. I'm convinced. The only reason I'm here is because I want to point you to him. I'm not saying like, listen to what I say. I'm saying, listen to what he says. Okay. Focus on that and he will change your path. He will change your purpose. He will change your plan, all that stuff, okay? So only listen to me so much as the fact that I am just reading the words that he's given us.
But if you would call yourself a Christian, I want to ask you in 2023, will you start asking just the simple question, who's in control? Who's in control? And, and maybe a secondary question, am I a little out of control with my like cell phone screen usage? Is my cell phone screen usage, all that kind of stuff, is that pushing me towards a relationship with God? may not be bad to have dessert after dinner, but if all you ever do is eat dessert, there's going to be results, right? may not be bad to take a day off, but if I never go to work, I'm just going to live a life of of laziness. That's not good either. So maybe you're not doing anything wrong. Maybe you're not doing anything sinful. But here's what I'm, I'm saying. I've seen the mistakes get made when we just kind of let ourselves out of control. And so I'm just asking you to ask a question about that. We're going to take a couple weeks to think about it together. I'm going to invite the band up, and we're going to sing some songs together to kind of close out our time. Um, there's one more verse that I'd actually really love to share with you out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, if we can just put that up on the screen. Do not quench the Spirit, which that's a, that's a weird phrase just to say, the Spirit wants to do something in your life. Okay? Don't pour water on the Spirit's fire. If you ever felt the Spirit pulling you, calling you, kind of nudging you, you ever been at a church service or maybe you've been at a camp or something like that, and you feel like the Spirit's like, hey, hey, I wish that you'd be close to me again. I wish that you'd pull out your Bible again. I wish that we'd spend time together again. I wish that you'd stop hanging around with those people that are pulling you away from me. I wish that you'd stop putting that stuff in your life that's pulling you away from me. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecy. Do not despise what's in God's Word, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Those are really the verses that I want to hone in on tonight, right? Test everything and hold fast to what is good. I want you to kind of just close your eyes. I'm going to read those words again over you. Everyone close your eyes. And I want you to picture the things that you're involved in in your life. And I want you to test them. Hold them up against the Spirit of God. Hold them up against Scripture and see if they align in the same purpose that Jesus wants you to take. In some ways, we're talking about cell phones, screens, internet, social media, all that kind of stuff. But like, let's hold your life up to a mirror and test it. Let's put everything in front of God, right at his feet, right right at his feet and say, does this align with you? Test everything. Don't pour water on what the Spirit wants to do in your life. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. And then when I'm done praying, the band is going to lead us in a couple songs. I'm going to start 2023 off with a bang, guys. Like, I have such hope for you guys in your generation. And specifically what I know is that y'all are smart enough. You are for sure smart enough. And you are strong enough to let the Lord do something special in your lives. Right? We're not throwing our phones in the trash on the way out the door. What we're saying is we just want to have some healthy boundaries. We want to, we want to submit everything to God. We want to test everything. Put it before him and see if he would say, yeah, that aligns with me. Or maybe that's off track of what I want for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these students. Thank you for another year. It's not a, it's not a mistake or an accident that every single person is in this room tonight. 
Lord, I just pray that as we start off Fuse for the year, that you would allow each one, as we sing these songs and, and on into the week, allow us to test these things. Allow you to test these things. God, we want to present our lives to you. Because some in here may not even have have called themselves Christians and may have questions. I pray that they would uh, be bold enough to stick around and ask questions. Some are Christians but are kind of going through some struggles. Or I pray that they would just find a way to to, to a leader to allow us to pray for him. But all of us are going to sing to you, and so we pray that this moment is just a genuine reflection of our love for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for these students. Thank you for this moment. It's your name we pray. Amen. I want you all to...